0: Betches Media presents
1: Ha ha, laugh, funny
0: Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast
1: We don't say that, but now we said
2: it
0: With me, Dylan Hafer we'll
2: go check me, Hey
0: everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am so excited to be back in the studio today with a returning guest of mine She is a real housewife of Miami and a doctor, of course. It's Dr. Nicole Martin. Hello.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. I can't think of a better way to start off my day. (laughs) It's bright and early.
0: It's like the coldest day of the year in New York City. Uh, You're in town. You've got some some things to do this week. I'm so glad that we are getting to catch up. It's been An interesting season so far. I know we've got some some more interesting episodes to come. We were just uh, chit chatting a little bit about the Mexico trip before we started recording. Nicole, how are you kind of, how has this season been for you from like a bird's eye view, just like overall?
1: There's just been so much happening this season. Everybody was like, oh my God, the Mamacita massacre was so intense. And I'm like, oh, if you thought that was bad, wait till you guys get to Mexico. Because it's just, I can't even begin to express to you the amount of drama and the shift in dynamics. I mean, you're going to see OG on OG drama, mm. OG versus newbie, which, you know, we're all used to that. But... Things really switch up this year.
0: Uh, the Mamasita Massacre. The, the Mamasita Massacre. <laughs> that is like such a, it's going to be in history te- textbooks. I was talking to Lisa when she was here last week and we were, I was trying to get a handle on, was there one moment of that event where everybody was there at the same time and seated at the table? Because <laughs> I don't I, know that it ever happened.
1: I mean, if it happened, it lasted a couple seconds because there was a constant like revolving door of people walking out. Right. If Anna was there, then Marisol and Alexia weren't there. If Marisol and Alexia were there, Anna wasn't there. Then Kiki left. Then Gertie decided to leave. At one point, I think we were always missing someone.
0: Well, and Marisol and Alexia came back and then left again. Like, it was very...
1: I I couldn't even keep track. So, okay. Honestly, if I could have left, I would have left. (laughs) I was like, if I wasn't hosting this event, I don't want to be here either.
0: (laughs) Uh, So... Talk to me about that event. Like, what was your vision for the day? Because obviously you knew that Anna was going to be there. You, you know, you had put the whole thing together. Like, what was your kind of expectation versus obviously the reality that happened?
1: So the idea behind the the Mamacita's Luncheon was you know, we fight all the time. But one of the things that really brings us together, I think, is our role as mothers or, you know, how important motherhood is. You know, Marisol herself is not a mom, but she had a really special bond with her mom. And now she's a stepmom to Stevie's boys. So it's kind of like the one uniting thing that brings us all together. And Lisa's had a rough run with her divorce and whatnot. So I thought it would be a fun way to celebrate the group. And so when Adriana calls me and told me she wanted to bring Anna. I was like, all right, whatever. Everyone's bringing a guest if you want to bring her. What's the big deal? I knew that 10 years ago there was like a falling out in the group Mm. at reunion. But what reunion doesn't have a falling out? We all still come back together the next season and we manage to like break bread and it's not a big deal. So, I honestly, I didn't give it any thought. I didn't think that the extent of their drama was such that it lasted a decade and we weren't going to be able to, like, sit together. So, you're
0: not, like, watching Anna on a podcast with her daughter saying that Marisol looks like a corpse.
1: I found out about the corpse (laughs) comment at the Mamacita's Luncheon. I Mm -hmm. mean, how many different Bravo podcasts are there? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's impossible to keep up with... Everything that's said on every single podcast.
0: I don't know what is said on my own podcast half the time. Thank you. Somebody so, will be like, <laughs> y- when you were talking about this, I'm like, I uh, no, no clue.
1: <laughs> so I had no idea the extent of the drama, and I actually had heard that they had been in communication over the la- over the ten year gap. Mm-hmm. So Alexia had spoken to Anna, Marisol had spoken to Anna. They even had collaborated on a fundraiser at some point during the the gap. So if you guys can talk, you can collaborate. Anna wants to come. Adriana wants to bring her. Like, I honestly, I just I didn't think it was that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, I think it it felt like maybe it's like, okay, like like you said, you knew that there were issues at some point in the past. But the way that Alexia and Marisol jumped to the conclusion so quickly that there was some sort of conspiracy going on, it did feel a little bit like. I don't. I mean, the I guess it could was, be true, but
1: the reaction was just so extra and yeah. so unexpected. I really never imagined that that was going to be the way that luncheon went down. You know, I put in a lot of effort, planned a lot of cute little details, and I wouldn't, I would not have gone through that amount of effort to like make it a shit show. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just not. Does it? It doesn't make sense.
0: Do you feel like watching the episode back and seeing when? Adriana was talking about to Julia about like Anna having some questions about Alexia and Todd's finances. Did you feel like maybe Adriana kind of set you up a little bit?
1: Totally. You know, obviously I didn't know what was happening behind, uh, you know, behind the camera. I had no idea that Adriana was plotting this. Had no idea Julia knew. Like, Julia could have thrown me a bone and been like, hey, I heard Anna's, you know, Adriana's bringing Anna. She doesn't have the best intentions. You might want to revise this. But Adriana didn't tell me anything. Julia didn't say anything. So it was like, I felt like I was kind of the only person that was left (laughs) in the dark. And then I got all the shit for it.
0: Right. And then maybe Julia, like at the, in last week's episode at Marisol's boozy, whatever, Gifting thing. The
1: brunch I I wasn't invited to. (laughs) You weren't invited to.
0: It felt like Julia finally was like, hey, Adriana, like, maybe we should tell the truth. (laughs) But, like, it was maybe a little too little too late there.
1: Also, I'm wondering, like, I love Julia. She's a good friend of mine. But why didn't she catch any heat? You know, she's now Alexia's new best friend. Yeah. She knew Anna was coming with bad intentions. She knew what Adriana was up to. She didn't give Alexia a heads up. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we mad at her? She actually knew what was going on. Instead, they're mad at the one person who had no idea what was happening. It's
0: been really interesting watching Julia. I feel like this season, more than in the past, she's kind of trying to break away from just being, like, besties with Adriana and then kind of having these, like, secondary relationships with everyone else. And so watching her kind of work on this friendship with Alexia, be closer with other people in the group, it's it's tricky. I think Adriana doesn't always make it easy.
1: Uh, I, I definitely think there's some feelings involved. You know, I think Adriana feels like Julia should be loyal to her. But, you know, I think Julia had a really tough year yesterday. I think she faced a lot of challenges with Martina's health. And she kind of has a new lease on life. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know what? You get one shot at this. I want to be friends with everybody. I want to try new things. And, uh, you know, I can respect her for that. Um, but I don't think Adriana's enjoying that very
0: much. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because you, you- – you use the term newbie even today. But at this point, it's like...
1: <laughs> no, there's no newbies. There's no newbies
0: on... I mean, every time I talk to somebody from your cast, I think it's super interesting how you came back three years ago and nobody kind of knew like what the vibe was going to be. And then you've had this same cast for three years and the dynamics are always shifting. There's so much... There's always a lot of material to work with. So it does feel like... The playing field, at least from a viewer standpoint, is very even at this point, that there's there's nobody that's just kind of like getting their toes wet on Housewives. And I think it's interesting the way that that maybe is felt differently by different people in the group.
1: I could see as an outsider where everybody would be like, okay, we're three years in, everyone's on the same field. However, when you're in it, there still feels Mm -hmm. like a big double standard. Like the OGs definitely think and act a certain way and it's like for example Alexia's like you should be loyal to us and I'm like "Mm, when have you ever been loyal to me like you I you expect and demand loyalty from me like I'm supposed to know everything about your life I'm supposed to respect you and you know honor you but you've never done the same for me there's definitely a double standard within the group Mm -hmm. and I think most of the newer castmates would agree
0: yeah. It was interesting. I don't know if you watched any of the Ultimate Girls Trip season that just came out with the Roni like legacy, but there was a conversation on the show about like w- knowing about things that happened on the show when you weren't there, and that was kind of portrayed almost in a negative light where it's like, "Oh, you're like a fan, you're like researching, like w- you know, getting evidence on us." And so it's interesting like in your case it almost sounds like not knowing. Alexia that. wants to penalize you for not knowing something that happened 10 years ago. And it's like, sorry, I didn't take notes on season one.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to watch all of the franchises mm-hmm. and li- every episode of Watch What Happens Live and listen to all the podcasts. But I just don't have, like, right. that that time is, is a luxury that I don't have. So I just, I don't know a lot of things about other franchises. I don't know a lot of things that happened years ago. And I don't know things that are said on podcasts. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, though, there is something really unique about the group that you guys have now the way that you've been able to have this consistency and because there are nine of you that are around all the time it doesn't it, it doesn't get tired of just like oh the same five people going to the same lunch together like there's i don't
1: know i'm kind of tired you're, you're <laughs> I, like, ti- Do you, I would like a new yeah. a new face in the group
0: i think that's super interesting because it does feel like everybody on your show more or less is kind of pulling their weight and like really getting involved. So it makes it tough to think like,
1: who wouldn't wouldn't be here next year? Right.
0: Cause you're not going to have more people on the cast realistically. So agreed.
1: I was, you know, Gertie and I were actually having this conversation the other day and I was like, you know, I think everyone brings something unique to the show. Everyone to your point has been pulling their weight. I think the friends of on our show do a lot, if not just as much or more than Mm -hmm. the full-time housewives. I think the, definition of that is yeah. very arbitrary, at least in our group, uh, but it would be nice to kind of have a shift in dynamics a little bit, like someone new to kind of spice things up.
0: Yeah. I, I think, wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Um, I feel like the f- like the three seasons have been so strong, but that maybe like that's something to to move toward. It's like some, you know, bringing a, a fresh energy. And honestly, it's like, I feel like even shows that are working, you can kind of add a new element and, and see what happens
2: shape your life with honey love.
0: The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal T-Shirts. I love a black T-Shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50 percent modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks, because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quinc slash mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash mention. Speaking of adding a new element, you are of course expecting
1: another (laughs) child. Very excited. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So you obviously, the whole time you've been on the show, you've had Grayson, and he's, you know, been on the show a little bit here and there. I'm curious how you feel, or maybe are you thinking differently about having a baby and then coming back to potentially do another season of the show with a newborn? Like, how are you kind of mentally navigating that?
1: So Grayson's been a great sport. Um, I don't think he fully understood what was happening in terms of, you know, filming a TV show until this past season. Mm. I think this season was the first time that he was really aware of, you know, the audio guys and the camera people. And it was a little tricky to kind of get him to film and focus. And he would constantly run off scene. And it was was definitely more challenging how I'm going to do it with two little people running around and still like hit beats and manage to like get things done. I have no idea. Yeah. I can't be the first housewife that has a baby on the show, right? People you have had. Will babies. not be the
0: first housewife. <laughs> We've had some cameras like in the delivery room. I don't know if that's what what you're um, trying to do, but so
1: I am a scheduled C-section. Okay. I don't think you guys will be allowed in the operating room. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe like in post-COVID era, maybe that's not going to be a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I no, no delivery room action. I don't think. <laughs>
0: No, it's it is interesting though, because you your cast, like you're all at kind of different points in your, you know, journey of being moms and stuff. Like seeing Gertie's kids this season kind of rallying around her has been just like, I mean, I'm like a, a puddle watching the episodes. Even seeing like Lisa's kids start to you know, that's where he's, like that scene at the Logan bank. starting a oh, bank my account. God. Like it's crazy, Logan for president. Watching the show, it's like remembering years ago when Lisa was trying to have kids and struggling with that, and then now seeing that she has these like two beautiful children. It's cool to see like kind of the different phases. Obviously, like Alexia's kids are are grown, and you know Adriana's son is older. Like there really is kind of that whole spectrum of of family, and it's it's a cool thing about the show.
1: It is, I, you know, it's it, it's cool to see like where we start and where we and where we've where we've come over the years. Mm-hmm. And it, it's exciting. It's like even for me, it's nice to watch back like my first season and see how small Grayson was, you know. Yeah. And now he's he's big. He's going to be five in two weeks.
0: Yeah. Like three years is a long time three when years, you have a little kid. Yeah. Like...
1: They, they evolve <laughs> on a weekly basis. So to see three years is huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's cool. I've talked to other people about how doing the show with your kids, it kind of gives you this like very highly produced scrapbook almost of... <laughs>
1: Totally, you highly go- produced
0: in terms of quality, not in terms of like it not being correct, real. Yeah,
1: it's it's you know not everybody has these videos and this footage to look back and be like, wow, this was him. Mm-hmm. You know, three years ago, and so it, it is a beautiful kind of memory that's like immortalized, kind of for you that not yeah. everybody has the opportunity to see.
0: Yeah, and I know obviously you you lost your father recently, and I I hope you're doing okay with that. It was really. It, it was, was tough to hear that news.
1: It was obviously very unexpected. Um, I was actually out of town when it happened, which made it a little harder to kind mm-hmm. of process. Um, I It was right after BravoCon. Yeah. And I was I was in Vegas when he ended up in the hospital. So I never actually got to see him one more time awake. By the time I got back, he was still alive, but he was in a coma. So I that was a little tricky. But I feel like we had so many big moments. Yeah. Thanks to the show, you yeah. know, um, we went to therapy together. I think we addressed a lot of our past issues and I feel like we were in a really good place. Mm. Um, I finally met his girlfriend, which you guys will get to see uh, yeah. later on. I was on glad
0: the, to see that he was on the show a little bit this season. In the
1: yeah. and, um, you know, I actually invite him to the finale party so that we could like spend some time together. So I think we were in a much better place. And so I'm really thankful that we got to make that piece before he passed. Mm. You know, we kind of addressed all of the you know the issues we had. Um, but it was it was hard. Yeah, and it wasn't expected.
0: Yeah. Well I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm I'm glad that you were able to kind of be in a better place because I know it's been, you know, it's a it's a bumpy road.
1: Yeah. So definitely, you know, we had closure. Um we got to tell him that we were expecting our yeah. our second baby. So he knew that we were having a, a little girl. So um, you know, I think we were in as good of a place as we've been yeah. ever. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: I think your cast over the last few seasons, especially so many of you have gone through these kind of major life upheavals, moments, losses, things like that. Like seeing everything that Gertie's going through this season and just being like so strong and, you know, beautiful and tough during all of this. And, you know, everything that Lisa has had going on in her life, the last couple of years, we've seen other people losing parents and marriages and all of that stuff. It's, if, it feels like Miami is, as much as you guys can have your, your fights and your disagreements, like it really is a, a place where people can kind of find that strength.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, we fight hard. Lord knows you guys have seen it. Um, but we love hard. And I am always surprised at how these group of women, this group of women rallies together when we need it. You know, I think fans got to see a little bit of it when Lisa found out that Lenny was leaving her last year. Yeah. And- you know, when Alexia's mom passed away. Um and I Cannot say enough about how supportive the women were when my dad passed away. Mm. Even like, you know, Alexia and Marisol, who I haven't always been the closest to, they they reached out numerous times to just check in. Do you need anything? Larsa, you know, every single person on the cast went above and beyond to make sure that I was okay, asked if I needed anything. Gertie was calling my mom, like offering to bring mm. meals. Like really, it it was very special the way all the women reacted.
0: Mm-hmm. Your friendship with Gertie, I think, has been kind of like a a light in the last, like, little, I mean, since you've been on the show, but this season especially, I feel like it feels like you guys have really built this, like, really solid bond. And I thought on last week's episode, hearing you talk about kind of how, as a medical professional, you can be sort of desensitized to, like, you know, the facts of what somebody is going through, but that with, with Gertie's cancer diagnosis and everything, like, you really have watched a close friend go through that and it's different.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, even though I'm an anesthesiologist and I don't necessarily break the news that someone has cancer to patients, you know, during medical training, you go through every subspecialty. So you're exposed to everything and you see a patient come in for what they think is like a pretty simple breast surgery. And then you get the pathology report intra-op and things are drastically different for this person Mm. as soon as they wake up. So you're used to this and you're you know you you learn to kind of distance yourself from it but when you see a very good friend going through it it it's very different and like i you know i cried when i see the scenes with Gertie and Russell and her kids, like, yeah. her telling her kids, like, how do you not, you know, because you can't help but put yourself in her shoes and how scared she must be, how worried she is as a mom and as a wife and as a, as a woman, you know, like, you can just imagine the whirlwind of thoughts and emotions that she's going through. And it's hard. It's hard to see your friend go through that. But yeah, she did an amazing job. Let me tell you, she handled this battle with so much grace and strength. And I'm very proud of her.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's it's been it's been great to watch her. I mean, obviously on the show right now, she's still very much in the thick of it. But seeing in in real time, you know, ringing the radiation bell and she was here like before the holidays. Like it's it's great to see her like doing so well.
1: Yes, she's definitely a phoenix that's rising from the ashes. She's getting back to, you know, her business and working and she doesn't stop.
0: So you were obviously one of the first people in the cast to know about what she was dealing with. But then it kind of got it became this whole (laughs) situation. What was what was it like for you kind of as like a third party watching your friends news be sort of mishandled in that way?
1: So, you know, I don't think Larsa did it with malice right like I don't think she was trying to be a a bad person by going and telling the group I I really think she was kind of just like shocked by the news and was like what do you like what do I do with this information and she really just didn't know how to process or handle it but at the end of the day like it's not your place to say something like that right like I just feel like people's health has to just be handled with so much like respect and almost like kids gloves Mm -hmm. you know I am I kind of feel the same way about Anne Marie and Sutton's yeah. esophagus gate. You know, like I it's love just- that you
0: and you and <laughs> Tiffany <laughs> Moon both uh, chimed in on the esophagus situation because it just is it it just it felt kind of off watching it, even if I don't know anything about the anatomy side of things.
1: And that, and that was the whole point, right? Like, I just think as a professional or as a friend, like it is not your place to kind of judge or comment or talk about someone's health issues. I just think your health is your health. And if you want to talk about it, that's fine. But I don't think it's anyone else's business to discuss that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, Larsa and, and Marie yeah. could have, <laughs> we're both ill-advised.
0: <laughs> You're. I remember you were here probably about a year ago and things were not great with Larsa at that point. I know obviously last season was uh, tough for you guys in your, uh, one-on-one relationship. How do you feel like that has changed or not changed? Like where, where do you sort of see yourself with Larsa now?
1: So I think we had a really rough run last year and reunion in New York was just terrible for us. Uh, we were at each other's throats, but we had a really good conversation after New York. And, um, this season was pretty, was pretty smooth for us. Uh, I, like I said, I don't think when Larsa does things, she necessarily does them with malice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just think sometimes she just doesn't give things thought and she's just like, oh, my God, I just heard. And if she wasn't doing it to be a gossip. I just think she was shocked by the news and was kind of, yeah. like, overwhelmed by it and wanted to share it. But I think she would be better served by owning it and just apologizing instead of kind of trying to yeah. double down and explain things. Because then it just feels like you're not sorry.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, I, I totally understand even just in everyday life. I understand like the, the instinct to, to sort of get defensive and like tell people why you felt like you were right. But sometimes it's like, yeah, I just I just wasn't right.
1: Right. And so I think like if we if she would have been able to just be like, you know what? I thought about it. I get why you're pissed. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done it. Let's move on. We would have moved on. Yeah. But it's the this is why I did it and the trying to explain it and yeah. whatever. It, it It just it makes things worse.
0: at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I don't know if you're, you probably haven't watched it because you're obviously very busy, but Larsa is on the traders right now.
1: I know she's on the show. (laughs) I have not seen a single episode. Only a few episodes have
0: come out, but she's kind of, she's like doing well so far, but I'm, I'm I don't even know the
1: premise of the show.
0: Would you ever want to do like a competition show? Does that sound fun to you? Or are you like, uh uh-uh.
1: uh. Okay, I'm throwing this out there because I want to manifest it. Yeah. I totally think there should be like a top chef housewife edition, okay. like a cooking competition where you put us all in a house and we have to like live together and then cook and compete. I wanna do that. You wanna cook? Oh my god, I totally want to cook. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting it out there. That's the only competition I wanna do.
0: Do you are you like do you like cooking a lot? Like, oh my god, at I home? love to cook. Do you make do you make like Cuban food or like what's your what's your
1: I'll do it. I do cook some Cuban food, but I'll do anything. Okay. I make pasta. During COVID, I was sous everything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I hosted Christmas dinner. I did a full prime rib, like, rubbed it, seasoned it, cooked it. I, I love being in the kitchen.
0: I feel like that's something like the, the Peacock team could like get into maybe. <laughs>
1: Putting it out there, guys. Call me. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> or I would do like, I used to be a cheerleader. Um, okay. So I would do like a Dancing with the Stars or something fun like that.
0: Okay. Like yes. dancing or cooking. I So... Ariana Maddox was here like the day after Dancing with the she Stars so ended. Good. She her like foot was broken. <laughs> she was like so tired. I'm like
1: It's really hard. It's hard work, it's hard work. <laughs> but she's in great shape right now. She looks amazing. <laughs> she's killing it. Good for her.
0: Dancing with the Stars would be fun. Yeah. That's like bucket listy, I feel like.
1: I don't I I don't really know the pre the premise of traders. It's like a lying or Yeah, you're
0: like in a castle in Scotland and you have to like vote people out. it's it's
1: like strategy game. Yeah. I don't know about that you're like i "I will cook yeah thanks
0: (laughs) that is so fun though i um this season has been really fun i know we still have this mexico trip coming up you're not ready (laughs) we're not ready you guys
1: are not ready
0: (laughs) you have also reunion you're very soon sitting down to do reunion how are you feeling this year compared to your last couple reunions
1: So it's like your first reunion, you don't even know what to expect, right? You're just like, "Uh, okay. And then your second reunion, you know what to expect, right? So I was so anxious for the second reunion. I did not sleep for like a week just trying to, how am I going to say this? And when they ask me this, I need to remember this. And it's it's also a lot of strategy and a lot of, you know, remembering your points that you want to make. I think overall this season, other than the Mamacita massacre and this (laughs) massive misunderstanding, which I need Adriana to own – uh I, I was pretty pretty good with most of the ladies, so mm-hmm. I feel good going into it. Um, obviously, there's a lot to uncover with, like, the Gertie and Larsa of it all. Um, the Mexico is going to be a lot. So there's yeah. going to be a lot of commentary, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm in the thick of it. Yeah,
0: so you did – on last week's episode, you did sort of give, like, a, a mini ultimatum, I would say, where you said that you – are tired of being treated like a second class citizen still am. and like a villain <laughs> and that you don't want to go to any more group events until you get an apology. So is that obviously I don't want you to like tell us what happens for the rest of the season, but, but you said still I am. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe you're, that's a work in progress. It's
1: definitely a work in progress. And, and here's the thing, right? Like I think housewives all the time are like, I'm never talking to her again. I'm not mm-hmm. going to film with her again. But the reality is, is that, we're a group of women, right? And Julia is a good friend of mine. And I don't think many people know about this, but Kiki and I are all, are very close. Yeah. We talk a lot off camera, even though we don't necessarily get to film a lot together, if that makes sense. And they were both going to be performing at Swim Week. They were going to be walking the runway. And I felt like I would be punishing them if I didn't go to this event, right? Because right. I wouldn't be showing support to them. And I didn't want to let my issues with Marisol and Alexia Trump their hard work. So yeah. So I end up going to swim week more to show my support for these women. Yeah. And also to put Adriana on the spot to clear the air. Okay.
0: You 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 went in with you you go with a purpose.
1: I go with a purpose. I'm not just like throwing in the towel because yeah. sometimes I do watch this and I'm like, oh, I look like such a punk. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I always let up these ladies off with like, you know, with such ease. Like I never. Yeah. And they've been putting me through the ringer for three years, and then Marisol apologizes, and I'm like, "Oh, we're good. Don't worry about it." And she's just like, "You don't have to let me off the hook so easy." But that's just—I mean, what am I gonna do? Like, beat you with a stick? Uh, yeah, okay, it is. I. It just. There was,
0: there was a moment in, in the episode where I think Alexia was was telling somebody that like, "Oh, back back in the day when Marisol blah 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 blah," and she wasn't so nice then. It's like,
1: gosh, <laughs> she's still not nice. <laughs> oh. But um, I so I do end up filming. I don't get an apology. Okay. Maybe maybe
0: that's on the reunion uh, checklist.
1: That's cute. <laughs> that's cute that <laughs> you look, think look they're like going to apologize. <laughs> but again, to my point, they are not the only women on the cast. You know, I think a lot of things I do, I do for other castmates, you know, because we're friends. I want to be there to support Gertie. I want to do things for, you know, to support Kiki and Julia. So um, it's not that I'm a punk. Yeah, <laughs> I just I respect what I do and I respect my other castmates enough to like prioritize them over the bro. I
0: think that's super valid though because it it would almost be like giving them too much power if it was like, well, you're never going to see Nicole again. Uh, they
1: would love that. Right. They would love <laughs> if they ran me off the show and I just like went to a corner and <laughs> cried because I was uninvited to stuff. They would. That would be a victory for them.
0: Yeah. Well, we would not like that. So, I'm
1: <laughs> not going to let them win that. I'm not going to let them off the hook that easy.
0: I'm curious, before we wrap up, I I've been asking everyone. I think it's super interesting to hear the different responses. How do you feel like being on reality TV these last few years has changed you as a person, if if at all?
1: So, I definitely think I've like kind of come out of my shell. Um in terms of like confidence and just like being comfortable in your skin, you know, I feel like Anthony's a big personality, right? And and I kind of surround myself with like big personalities. And I was always kind of comfortable taking the back seat, you know, mm-hmm. like letting people do their thing. But then when you come on the show, the spotlight's on you. You have no choice, kind of, but to 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 showcase yourself and your yeah. life and. You get much more comfortable speaking out. And and so for me, I think it's been a very um, confidence-building experience, right? Getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I would normally, like, if I was uncomfortable, I probably would have, like, kind of, you know, wilted, like, a little violet. And now I feel like I'm okay being uncomfortable. I'm okay sharing, like, the ugly part of my life. Like, no one's perfect and – and there's some, something very peaceful about that.
0: Yeah. And like taking up that space that you are sort of entitled to, even if it doesn't feel
1: good. Yeah. Right? Like it's being comfortable, being uncomfortable has yeah. been kind of like the best part about it. I love so that. I kind of feel like nothing really faces me.
0: Nothing really faces like, oh. you. Just let it ro- yeah. roll off your back. I Therapy love that. helps
1: too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I saw that hat I was like oh I need that in my life <laughs> I
0: I am so glad that we got to catch up I feel Likewise. like there's obviously a lot happening in your life a lot happening on the show and you know it's always good to have a little a little chit chat yeah and
1: there will be a lot happening tomorrow at reunion so don't <laughs> miss that
0: <laughs> yes and we can't wait to see the rest of the season Wednesday nights on Bravo congratulations thank on you, your you. new baby and everything that's happening so in your excited. life so excited so excited for you and thank you everyone for listening don't forget to raise Review and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Batches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Batches on Instagram and Twitter.
2: batches